Hey guys, I have something pretty special for you today. And the most special part of it comes at the end. So if you commit to this podcast, you have to listen all the way to the end because how we finish this up is, it's been one of the most amazing things that I've lived through in the last 24 hours and it still gives me chills and it actually sent me into a big crying jack today. I, I drove home from Sacramento to come back down to the house to get a bunch of stuff, including the stuff I need to do my taxes. That's a horrible story, but I need to do 2018 and 2019, especially if I want to qualify for any of these special loans. But that's not about um, being a murder survivor. That's just about life. Anywho, I uh, came home, saw the cats, which was awesome, and realized I need to bring old kitty back with me to Sacramento. But mostly, I was living with the story of what happened after what I'm going to share with you um, was was played. So here's the deal. This is a special episode for my daily show that I do, the Life Pod Coach, or I'm sorry, Life Coach Pod. Oh my God. Ah, can you tell it's Saturday? I'm a little more relaxed today for sure. Anyway, the Life Coach Pod, I'm doing a daily show at one o'clock and it's also available on YouTube so you can watch it. I've had great guests and it's also available as a podcast so you can tap it however you'd like. But the point of the show is to try to bring um, regular people onto the broadcast, talk to them about what they do, and for us to all learn something new to um, potentially improve our lives. And it's not woo-woo. It's just to talk to real people about what they do. Anyway, so that's what I'm going to have for you today is the interview I did with a paranormal investigator. So Stacy Scott is a psychic or a medium. Uh, she uses both words and she channels the spirit to help solve crimes. She didn't tell us till the end of the broadcast, but I think this is really important for you to know up front. She will help on cold cases for no charge, absolutely no charge. But the secret is, and you'll hear her talk about this, is the person who's closest to the family member is probably the one that needs to reach out to her or the or law enforcement that would work as well. She also does private readings, which could be really interesting if that's something you're looking for as well. But I want to bring this up about the cold cases because I know a lot of folks that listen to this podcast also have interest in a true crime event, maybe of their own or someone they care about or a good friend. And so listen to how Stacy's process works and then um, listen to the end when I come back because I'm going to blow your mind. So here it is. I hope you enjoy and I'll see you on the back end. A very special guest for us today, Stacy Scott, who I bill as a paranormal investigator. That's how she bills herself, but there's so much more to her and what she does. And of course, because of my history with true crime, I find this fascinating. At, at one point in, the, in my dad's murder, there was a, a psychic who came to me and said she kept seeing the murderer around water. Now it's interesting because as it turns out, D'Angelo was a fisherman, but you know, that's, that's a very broad, that was very broad. It, it was nothing I could do anything with. So, and yet I'm still intrigued, right? I, I talked to a medium since that um, for sure brought my dad forward and I was able to get some messaging from my dad. So that was powerful for me. And again, I'm one of those people where I can choose to believe it or not. I happen to believe it. It helped me heal. So it was very powerful for me. So I'm super excited to have Stacy here. And I'm going to now be quiet and let Stacy in her, uh, introduce herself. Please, Stacey. Hi, everyone. How are you today? This is a good crowd. Awesome. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm, I'm so excited. So my name is Stacy Scott. 
and I am a forensic psychic medium and a paranormal investigator. Um, I have been doing it professionally since about 2013, 2014, um, giving personal readings as well as case readings um, for people and law enforcement. Um, I have been doing paranormal investigating. That's more of like my side, what I love to do on the side for fun. And, um, and then also I'm a Reiki master as well. And uh, my day job is I'm an IT person. So it's kind of, I'm kind of a funny combination. Right. So I'm a very funny combination of, you know, I've got this one side of me that's very spiritual and, and then I'm like very, you know, type A. So I'm very like analytical and process driven. And if it's, if it's broke, fix it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of an odd duck. <laughs> That's actually a pretty cool mix though, because you are working, if you're doing the paranormal stuff and the psychic stuff, you're working with people who are like IT people, right? Black and white, yep, evidence-based, exactly. data-driven. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that helps. And I may be getting ahead of the conversation here a little bit, but I think that as far as the like communicating with people and communicating, especially with law enforcement. Um, I think that, I think those qualities are very helpful um, because when I do communicate, I usually receive a response back. And so, yeah, I think that, I think that helps a little bit. Oh, it's got to help a ton. Cause I, yeah, I grew up with a lawyer, so I know it's don't come yeah. with your ideas, come with your facts, right? Right. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, I'm very used to that. So, how, okay. So I'm super, I just want to know all about you. Yep, so ask how, away. Did, how did this, like, did you just wake up one day and said, Oh my God, or tell me about the evolution. And is it like a sense, like a, sure. T t tell me how it manifests and how, what that's yeah. like for you. So for me, I've had this since I was a little girl. Uh, I remember we moved into my house. I'm born and raised in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And um, so my house in Brooklyn center um, you know, I remember from a very early age, we moved, we moved in there when I was three and I remember like not liking being in my room at night by myself. Um, I didn't want, I slept with the light on, the door had to be open. And most of the time I ended up in my parents' bedroom. Um, so I knew from a very early age, I could like sense and feel things that other people couldn't. And, um, and then as I got older, um, <laughs> this is a crazy part. I actually started giving readings to my friends without knowing what I was doing. Like even yeah. when I was a little girl, like I would just start saying stuff and, and little things too. Like I liked hanging out with adults more than I liked hanging out with kids. Um, I related to adults better. Um, I was always interested in, do you remember that old show in search of? Yeah, that was a great like, show. Okay. Yeah. Like I was in love with that show every I was just like obsessed. Okay, and for all you youngsters, I, go Google it. I think there's YouTube videos of In Search of on YouTube. Yep. So totally yeah, worth going to check it out. You've got time yeah. now. So yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I just, you know, that has always been with me. And then in my early 20s, my very early 20s, I did take a beginning psychic medium class just because I, you know, I knew that something was there and, and wanted to explore it. Well, we got to a class in psychometry, which is uh, reading objects. And this particular class, everybody brought a picture and had it in an envelope. And then we passed all the envelopes around and then we each read the envelopes. I was spot on for a lot of them. And excuse my language, I actually swear like a sailor, so I apologize if I offend anybody. Um, it scared the shit out of me and I didn't go back to the class. Really? So, I was going to ask yeah. how it felt. Like, was it 
it was it uh, having that validation. I wasn't ready for it. Right. That so, actually makes sense to me that it was yeah, so too much power, like too powerful. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Exactly. So then fast forward about 10 years um, or wait, no, actually longer than that. When was it? Yeah. It was like when I was in my late thirties, early forties, um, I took another beginning psychic development class back in 2013. And that one, I had had an experience at a spiritual group that I was at where I channeled something and channeling is basically the spirit takes, I don't like using that phrase takes over, but it, it like communicates through you in a way where you're not exactly present. And so that was very disturbing to me. And so that was a moment where it's like, okay, you need to get right with this or just set it off to the side and, and live your life. And so I decided to, you know, get right with it and I, I wanted to explore it. And so it was just a really great class and the women, it was psychics in the cities. They're based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, just amazing women and um, just very, you know, mentored me and um, basically said, you know, by the end of the class, we think of you as a colleague, you should be doing this. And so that's when I kind of hung my shingle out and I've been giving readings ever since. And did your parents know you, do your parents know you do this? They do. So does my family. Um, I'm out of the closet uh, <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was, that was a tricky conversation because, um, you know, as you get older, you just want to live as authentically as possible. Oh, yes. And, uh, and so I didn't, I didn't want to hide that part of me. And, and because I was actually doing it publicly and like doing it at fairs and stuff like that too. I just, yeah, I just said, well, this is what I can do and this is what I do do. And uh, yeah. So um, with my family, it's more of like a don't ask, don't tell type of thing. Like I'll, I'll explain, <laughs> like I'll tell them what I'm doing stuff and that, you know, like, oh, I had a really good reading, but I won't go into details, especially if like my mom, she's awesome and loves me, but I know that it's not her favorite subject and I'm um, same for my brother. And so with them, I just very lightly describe stuff. My sister is much more cool. She's totally okay with that. So, you know, give her details about stuff. Uh, I mean, you know, nothing right. to nothing private about people. No, but um, your support, but she's there for to support you and yeah, get excited yeah. when you get excited. And yeah. So it's so funny because all I kept thinking while you were telling that story is I'm like, thank God she's in Minnesota because of Minnesota nice. Nobody's going to tell you to your face. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, and actually right now I'm living in California. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. Well, now you're where you belong, right? This is, I... that's it. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have a high tolerance for this. We, we, we actually love this because what's more information? It's all good. Right. And it's so funny that ever since I moved here, um, I went through a really, uh, you know, really difficult time um, around the fall of 2016 and actually fell into a pretty deep depression and stuff. But now I'm like on the other side of that. And I think being here in California for the last couple of years has definitely, like, I've lost like 30 pounds again and I'm super healthy and I'm running again. And so I think, I think it really is important where you live. I think that energy really affects, affects you. And so, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. So it's interesting to me, because even when we were talking on email, you said the thing that I think is powerful, 
and, and I, and I understand your idea of channeling. I, I feel like that happens to me when I write, like it, I almost like the character or the story just uses me as the vessel. Yep. Like I really yes. don't have control over it when I start to write. Mm -hmm. But when you, when we were talking on email, when you said, I'm going to let the spirit guide yeah. me, guide yeah. us, how, tell me, can you use more words? Use the IT brain to describe what that's like sure. or what that, how that works in your mind. Yep, yeah, sure. So for me, I am, I've got all of the clairs. So I'm clairvoyant, which means clear seeing. I'm clairsentient, which means clear feeling. That's probably the strongest one for me. So like I get physical sensations for people um, or cases when I'm reading. Um, so like if you're sick, Jen, like if you've got a pain in the back of your right side of your head, I'll pick up on that and, um, you know, be able to talk to you about what's going on with you for that. Um, uh, what else? I'm, I'm Claire audience. That means I hear that's another strong one for me. So basically I receive all of the, I, I get messages, all of the ways you can get them. Um, I'm a Claire cognizant, which, um, is comes in handy cause I do pre readings. So when I'm doing a reading for a, a personal client or a case, I kind of get quiet and meditative and then I get information before the reading. So we can kind of hit the ground running when I do meet with that person or the, or whoever the, or the law enforcement. Um, and so for me, oh gosh, let's see, that's kind of, it's, it's kind of like, um, so I receive messages that way. And then it's also just like this, I don't know. It's just like this knowing, um, you get, as you practice, as you trust it more, cause everybody's got this. So like, I'm not special, like y'all can do this. It's just a matter of trusting yourself and listening and, and then putting yourself out there and saying, Hey, you know, like, especially start with friends, like, Hey, I'm kind of feeling this about you and just share and see what they say. They may say you're crazy. Nope, not at all. Or they may be like, Oh yeah, I have been feeling that way. And so it's just, yeah, like I said, not special. Everybody's got this. It's just a matter of really trusting yourself and, um, and just, you know, giving that information to the people and, or writing it down and just, you know, seeing like, for instance, for, with the case, um, if you're starting to get stuff about something, just write it down and then, you know, follow the news story and see if you're right. So this is interesting to me because people like, so our case was cold for, for decades, just decades. Mm -hmm. And I think of myself as being pretty intuitive, but I just didn't get a lot of, um, information. And I almost wonder if the closer you are, the harder it is to actually be open to new information. That is absolutely correct. So for me, I can't do readings for my close family members. Okay. Um, and it's rare when I get information about myself. So as a psychic medium, if I want information about myself, I do have to go to another psychic medium to get a reading. So screw all those people who say psychics don't know when they're going to die. Of course they don't. Well, that, oh. well, that, for me, that that's I I have an idea. You do okay. So those types of things we usually do know. It's just the general day to day. Like, am I gonna ever get married? It's just stupid stuff like that. The, that's what we need to go to to other psychics for. Yeah. Plus, guess what? People set your intentions, and you can make things happen. So there you go. Yes, that's right. Yes, the law there, of attraction. There's no is, magic here. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. So you got it. You want to have happen happen. 
Yep. So, okay, so this is cool. So now you have this talent, uh, this skill, or this, um, and, and this ability. Ability, yeah, the sense that you've built, this mm -hmm. sixth sense or fifth sense or sixth sense. But mm -hmm. now you suddenly start to find yourself crossing over to crime and into, did you start with cold cases or how did it work? So uh, my very first case was back in, I'm looking at my notebook, yes. you know, um, uh, back in 2015, I had just started giving readings probably about a year before that, uh, just personal readings. And my friend Tammy had called me and said, Hey Stacy, have you heard about this case? It's in Crystal, which is, you know, not that far from where I grew up, uh, Minnesota. And I said, no, I, at the time I wasn't watching television because I just, you know, when, when you're super sensitive, everything like you're, you're sensitive. So yeah. everything affects you deeply. And so I was going through a, I just can't handle TV phase. And so, um, so for me, and this is going to answer a couple more questions. I think that you have too, possibly. Yeah. So, for, so Tammy texted me or called me and said, Hey, Stacey, you should look at this case. And, um, his name was Barway Collins. He was, I think 10 or 11 and he had disappeared. And so she's like, you know, you should really work on this. And I said, okay, I'll take a look. So, uh, for me and for everybody out there listening to this, um, just really quick, when you go to a psychic medium, less is more. Meaning when you go, if they start asking you a lot of leading questions, um, and then, so I'm going to stop there and back up for just a second. When you see them, they should be able to give you some pretty good information within like the first three to five minutes. Something that you can connect with, something that you know that's personal about you that they shouldn't know because they don't know you. Um, and so, you know, we may ask a few leading questions, but not, most of it's me verbalizing towards you. It's not the other way around. Okay, so that's so, really important. So you very, want to find the pump, you can answer a few questions to help you get clarity. Yes. But otherwise, be quiet, don't come in babbling. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. So yeah, side side note before Barway. Yeah, this one uh, lady had contacted me on Twitter about a case and we had been communicating, uh, you know, texting each other. And all of a sudden I saw this big, long DM from her and I immediately deleted it. And I said, I don't want to know anything about this. <laughs> like I was like, oh my God, no, no, I can't see it. So yeah, definitely don't babble. Let the psychic medium do their job. Like I said, they may ask you a few pieces like a person's name. Maybe they're, you know, they might say what was their favorite color. However, they connect with people. So for me, I connect with people by their first name. And then a picture is always helpful too, especially on casework, but first names. Like even when I'm giving personal readings, if you say Paul, then I'll be like, okay, that's your brother, blah, 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 and, and go from there. So, um, yeah, less so, is more, less is more calm down. I know you're excited to meet Stacy, but let her, let her tune in and tell you what she's hearing, not what you're wanting to say. That's yeah. super important. Okay, good. Exactly. So, so with Barway's case, I went online super quick. I just saw the picture, the name crystal that he had disappeared. And then I like got off the computer. I, I didn't want to know anything else. And so for me doing casework too, children especially come to me um, the easiest. I do work on adult cases, of course, but kids. And so Barway was like, I immediately connected with him. And um, 
started receiving information. And so, and I was scared S-less about contacting law enforcement because it was the first time I'd ever contacted law enforcement about stuff like this. Oh yeah, so, you know you're going to go right to the like junior deputy kook patrol because... Right, like yeah, I was freaked out. calling yeah. them, but who are you? Right. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. um, so my method of communication is usually email because that's a little gentler and then, you know, it's not as hard for me to hear if they're like, no. So, um, yes. so I emailed the Crystal PD and said, um, you know, my name is Stacy. I'm a psychic medium. I do have a format that I use for law enforcement that's very, again, business, like very businessy, very business yeah. Uh, like that logical and, and a process and yes a, yeah. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. And, I, I know what um, you're talking about it's a business communication it's just like yeah the facts. Right. it's not like he's by a rock in the woods it's like yeah click delete you know right so um so yep so i had emailed them and then later that night actually uh, one of the detectives did call me back um and i went in the next day and um talked to them about the case and the information i got and, and then the crazy part that i just so when I'm giving a reading, I usually like have this thing. I don't go completely woo-woo, but I do have a tendency to not make eye contact with the person. And I have a tendency to like look down in a way when I'm receiving the information. And so, of course, we were talking about it. So I started getting stuff at, in, the, in the box, in the, in the room, and um, at the police station. And so I was a little, you know, I was nervous about that because I didn't know how they would react to it. I was like, oh, they're just going to either lock me up or <laughs> send me home and uh, probably they'll lock me up. And so, um, but it was a really good, they were very attentive. They took notes. They were very great about it. Um, and so with Barway's case, you know, I did get some more information when I was at the police department and then where he, where they eventually found his body was a park that I actually grew up by it was in walking distance of my of my house that I grew up in Ugh. and um so that morning before they found him I had been to the park because um, I just knew I needed to go there and um you know emailed the detective back and said I'm here this is where I was in the park I really feel like you're gonna find his body in this area I couldn't go down there because I had girl shoes on at the time so you know I, I couldn't hike or anything and um and so later that day the boy scouts were there to do a search and they found his body like really really close to where i i felt that it was so it's you know it's really challenging because as a psychic medium you appreciate the validation again but you hate to be right but yeah too. i know yeah because it's just really i mean it's very sad and his mom wasn't here and i'm sorry from the mess <clears throat> yeah, his mom was not <laughs> in the country and um and it was family members that did that to him oh no yeah so that was that was a very that was a hard case but it also then sparked my passion for it like if i can help if i can utilize these abilities to help families and people and not just give like am i ever going to get married you know those types of readings then that that was like it for me that's what i want to do with this wow i i, I even understood the the flash of tears because it's funny when i even talk about this old stuff that i talk about every once in a while it gets me like you just yeah yeah so if you're if you're if, if the client comes to you and they have a cold case 
are, mm-hmm. how are you on crime solving? That was that you, the, the child spoke to you and helped you find him. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of finding who hurt them, do the kids ever come to you and give you more information? Because I can think of a murder case that I follow that's two young girls and yep. damn, they need to talk to you. I mean, yeah. So yes. Yeah. Yep. So that does happen. So for me, I see it from both perspectives. So when I'm get, when I'm getting the information, I'm not just getting it from the victim. I also unfortunately can see it from the perpetrator side. Oh. And usually that happens at the same, <laughs> at the same time. So um, usually I try to channel the victim first and get as much information from them as I possibly can. And then because it is helpful, I, I switch over and go to the perpetrator and so I can get information about, and I'm going to use the pronoun he because generally speaking, yeah. it is a male. So I apologize if I offend anybody, but you know, go to his, like get in his mind's eye and try to see things that may give more clues to, to the family or to law enforcement or, and that's one of the things that I wanted to say that I want to say before I forget for the people listening. Um, if you, I usually only work with the direct, um, like family of origin, family members. So like mother, father, sister, brother, that type or law enforcement themselves. Because what I found is the further I get out from the person that's disappeared, the more drama and like convoluted it gets. So, and just communicating with people and actually being able to provide the information in a way that's going to help. So a lot of times if it's like a friend of the family or an aunt or an uncle, and that's the aunt and uncle thing's rare, but like if it's a friend of the family, it's more just about them wanting to know you know what I mean? I totally get it. The, the, I, and I think yeah. only because I'm living it myself, there. right? Yeah. That I yeah. get how clear I am about my relationship with them. And mm-hmm. it's, at times it feels like I've actually almost been there. I mean, I, I don't want to say that because it's so not true. I mean, it's not fair. I get what you mean about not wanting to intrude on that experience right. that's exclusively theirs right for yes. all yep. of its pain and misery but i also understand the clarity with which i can see it right now even mm-hmm. maybe more than my brothers because yeah. i've been focused on it for so long and so right. my empathy and my connectedness to it has absolutely increased yep exactly yeah so, so that so that's one thing that yeah I... that primary relationship then is really important yep so that's what i follow yeah yep oh and... wow Okay. Yeah. So, so have you had problems with the police? Have you had some of them be like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, there's been a few, or I don't receive a response back from an email. Um, but at, most of the time I actually get, you know, they at least say thank you. Um, or like I've, uh, worked with NICMEC, uh, the national center for missing exploited children a couple of times. Wow. Um, and name us, I think it's called and did receive a response from them too for a recent case. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, but I do get the crickets, so it happens and I understand that. And so there's two pieces of this is that I think, and, or feel, I should say that law enforcement does use psychic mediums more than they advertise because some, because somebody, a detective or whoever the case may be, you know, has an experience that's a positive experience, even if it's something in their personal life. And they're like, hmm, this could possibly help. 
Um, or B, you know, yeah, they're just like, don't want to have, want to have anything to do with that. And that's, and I understand that because this is not an exact science. Like I'm only usually about 85% correct most yeah. of the time. So I'm wrong sometimes like flat out, just, I'm, I'm not connected with the energy of it really. And so that's important for me when I start working on a case is that I have to feel connected to it. I have to actually feel the person coming through or feel a connection to the picture or, uh, you know, whatever, because then I'll receive more information. But if I force it, then it, it's just not as effective. So, how, oh, so I'm so intrigued by this. Um, <laughs> I had, well, I was thinking two thoughts. I was thinking one about the woman from um, Idaho who is the cloak lady and her two children are missing. And Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we all think we're pretty sure we know they're dead, but I'm wondering if if spirit ever comes to you and says, I need you on the case. Like if you've actually had spirit command you to be on the case. That does happen. Um, Yeah. Where it's not somebody that's reaching out to me, but it's actually like, yeah. When yeah. A, like if I read something about a case or, um, yeah, I'll get a feeling about it and, and then I'll do a reading on it and reach it, out to whoever I need to. It's so funny because I was convinced, uh, my mom doesn't know this, but I was convinced that I, that Charlene would have reached out. Like if there was a way of all the people I know on the planet, Charlene would have reached out. I don't know who mm-hmm. she would have reached out to, but I just feel like her, and she's the, and her spirit did not come through when I talked to the medium. It's interesting okay. to me that Charlene actually, to me, is um, maybe the most tragic person in our situation, in, in our crime. But it's yeah. funny, I thought for sure she would be the one. In fact, I was convinced she had visited me twice hmm. um, post mortem. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very convinced both at her house and at mine, at my mom's house. Okay. So, but it's, it's, it, I just wondered if spirit could be so motivated or felt so unsettled and frightened that they would come to you. So I'm, I think that's pretty cool that they do. Yeah. And sometimes it's tricky too, because they're not always forthcoming with like, my name is Susie Smith. I live in, you know, Rhode Island. I've got, you know, I, it's like pieces. And so literally I have a notebook by my bed keep that there. Um, when I wake up because, because of the clairvoyance, um, I do receive, I have very vivid dreams like every single night. It's, it's like being on LSD practically. I've never been on LSD. But, <laughs> but so and, I, um, <laughs> and so, um, so I do keep a notebook by my bed. And when I do receive information like that, then the next morning I'll actually try to find that person online. So like I'll Google, like if I get a name or their description, I'll go to like Nick if especially if it's a kid, um, and I'll put in their height, weight, whatever the case may be, and try to find them to see if I can, you know, kind of start from there. Thoughts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that's just amazing to me. It's not all the time. It's, it's no. you know. Yeah. Well, it's going to also be Every hard once in a while. If it's coming out of those crazy dreams too, because I, I know what you mean about like they get vivid and there's a lot happening and then you have to be able to decipher what yes. was legit, what was my yep. own brain doing. And that's, yeah. And that's kind of the whole thing with a reading too. It's like, okay, that's the, the big word is discernment. You need to know if it's spirit or if it's your own thoughts, feelings. Yeah. That, that's the hardest part I think of 
really embracing the whole psychic medium thing is, is the discernment and getting really good at that. Okay, guys, you guys have questions. I know there's a couple of people on the line that might have questions. Um, just take yourself off mute and you can join in. And if you want to also share your camera, you can, but um, now's the time. I would love to hear what um, people are interested in. Y'all are going to be quiet. Donna. Donna works uh, in law enforcement, so I thought she would really find this interesting. Well, you know I'm going to say something. So. Oh, yes, Ms. Seal. Go ahead. Okay, I love her quote, y'all can do this. <laughs> Got to make that into a t-shirt. Um, I was wondering when, I don't know if you watch true crime TV shows or cold case shows, and if you do, do you get feelings about what happened or who did it? So if it's, I do watch them every once in a while. I, I actually don't watch a whole lot of TV. There's only a couple of shows that I really like to watch. Um, I'm more of like a music person, again, just because everything's usually coming in. Um, but yeah, there's been times where I watch like... Um, uh, the Making of a Killer series on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I did do a reading for that because I was like the whole time I'm like getting stuff like left and right. And I'm just like, okay, that's it. I, I have to write it down and send it to his lawyer. And mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that does happen. And if I, again, if I feel really strongly about it, I will take action and actually reach out to whoever is involved mm -hmm. in that case. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then another thing I was wondering is, do you think that your abilities could help in genealogical research? So Jen, that's the interesting thing that I, that we haven't talked about is I actually did do a few readings for the golden state killer case. You did. So sorry, people just side. So after this, I will email you my readings if, if you're okay with that. Oh yeah. Hello. Okay. That's fascinating. Okay. So um, one of my very first readings to answer your question um, is that, yeah, I actually said in one of the very first readings for that case that they're going to catch them with DNA. I, I just knew it. That was one of the first things I knew without a shadow of a doubt. And so, um, yeah, so I do believe that there's, I don't know how to explain this. Yeah, I do believe that there's a connection there because everything is energy. I mean, we're all energy. So I believe that the DNA. I don't know how it's exactly going to work yet. Like, I don't know how we're going to make that connection, but yes, I believe that there's, I believe that that can be, that right, those well, two it, go together. Well, in my instance, I've been doing genealogy since I was 12 years old and I'm 55 now. And I've really been diving in even more since, you know, I can't do anything else. And I've hit two walls where I found a big skeleton in the closet that my grandma is not my my great grandfather's child. Okay. And then one of my great grandfathers, I can't find out how he came here from Germany, and I cannot find any tie to him in Germany, even though I I, I paid for it so I can look at German records. But it's like like he came from out of nowhere, and it's like. It's really bothering me. Yeah, yeah. So for that, for me, like, um, you know, if you've got like their names, like uh -huh. if I, so what I would do is I would do a reading for that and based okay. on their names and a little bit of information, again, I don't want to know a whole bunch of it, 
Um, uh -huh. it just, and yeah, because, and they're deceased. So yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yep. But so in that have is, you know, he came to New York in 1841 and I have his name and that's it. So mm -hmm. see, there's a, that's a whole new marketing avenue for you as well. <laughs> you can help people who've hit the genealogical walls. Right. To help yeah. Us that, I mean, we could, we could try so it as an experiment. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's so frustrating, especially after doing it for so long. It's like, come on, man, where is he? You know, yeah. what happened? Yep. So, okay. So you bring up a good area too, because I think a lot of people are, especially right now that people have time, but I know it's just taken a surge with 23andMe and all the stuff with GE mm -hmm. Match and DNA mm -hmm. suddenly becoming not only for solving crimes, but just this vital connection to, yes. you can get blood cells from them and kidneys from them and like people that you're related to, there's just, yeah, we're on the precipice here. Right. I always think the privacy DNA debate, that's another one I wrestle with. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I did the DNA test and, you know, my whole life I thought I was Hispanic and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I did it. So there's a story in my family that we're like Mohawk or something like that. And it's like this big story that everybody's like so proud of. And I got my results back. Not even yeah. a little bit of Native American. Right. And actually a little teeny tiny bit Jewish. So it's like, well, yeah. you gotta throw that out the window. Sorry, kids, but that's right. I'll come yeah. Don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got the two percent, you know, uh Russian Jewish, but mm. if it's less than five, I don't pay attention. But right. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Portuguese. Ten percent nice. Portuguese and then very nice, you know, sixty percent England, Ireland, and Scotland, which what? Oh yeah, go Scotland. <laughs> Woohoo. And steel is always, always purple. Just so we're clear. <laughs> always purple. In fact, steel look, I'm matching you today. Nice. Oh, and I'm purple too, yeah. You are, yes. Uh, any other questions? Thanks, Seal. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Any other questions? Well, I just had a quick one. Um, Stacy, so, ever I have the um police have questioned you because maybe you know too many details? Have you ever had that when you've given them information where they've said, how did you know that? Because that was only something the killer knew. We kept it out of the media. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah. I have been extremely blessed in that area because I know that they've, uh, that sometimes they even arrest people Ooh. for that for a little bit and make them sweat it out. So um, yeah, I've, I haven't experienced that yet. Or I should say not yet. I'm not, I'm going to erase that word from the end of the sentence. Good God. Ah, um, I haven't experienced that. Hey, you have the virus on your behalf now. Hopefully with social distancing, you won't ever be close enough for them to get you. Right. <laughs> You're going to have exactly. to find me, sir. That's it. Right. Too bad. <laughs> that was a great question though, Don. I wondered about that yep. myself. I forgot to ask that. So how do people, okay. So now folks have heard about what you do and, mm -hmm. Um, how do people engage your services? What does that look like? So um, I do have a website. It's stacyscott.net. And um, people get it wrong because there is an E in my first name. So it's S-T-A-C-E-Y. And then Scott, like Scotland, go Scotland, uh, .net. And then uh, my email address is investigations at stacyscott.net. Or I'm also on social media. I'm on Instagram have a tendency to not answer Instagram messages because usually it's creepy guys. Yeah. Um, and so Twitter, I'm also on Twitter. Okay. And I'm going to make sure that, um, 
the folks, my folks, know how to reach you because it's here in the slides, and then I will also be posting it on social media so you guys can absolutely contact Stacy. Let her know you heard about her here, so she can know this was really a good use of her time. I am thrilled to have you here today, Stacy. Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks, and Jen, I just want to say really quick, I do charge for personal readings, but I do not charge for case readings. Wow, wow, that is so, huge. Okay, yeah. so, and and good. So personal readings, guys, get in it, but if it's a case reading and you've got, you true crime um, cold case people know who you are, this is a resource. I encourage you to at least reach out and see if Stacy hears anything from your folks, anything that could help you, because I know what it's like to live with an unsolved crime for 40 years, and it's a long time and one hell of a journey. So if we can do anything to shorten that journey, I know Stacy's down for that. So am I. Uh, I think this is um, this is really important for you. So please reach out and and take advantage of the personal readings too, because we don't want her to go broke. Okay, wasn't that awesome? If you just listened and you haven't seen her, uh, you can get a look at her on the Life Coach Pod YouTube channel, and you can see what Stacy looks like. Um, she's adorable and super. Like I don't know how to describe her. Very open looking. Like if you just look at somebody who looks like you could just talk to them, I I would. Go, I so want to go to lunch with her now after hearing, after talking with her just on in the interview. So here's what happened next, though. I think you hear at the end she talks about um, sending me the notes from her uh, observations and thoughts around the Golden State Killer. Well, what happened is it looks like one of the detectives asked her to just get her feedback on the case. This is in April of 2018. And what she sent him, this detective, she sent him essentially her take on watching a video that she watched. So it's not, as you just heard, it's not her best way to learn about a case. And it's certainly not her best way to channel. She does much better when it starts to be personal and it's about the people involved. So the notes that she sent me, that they came basically in three sections. The first section was interestingly enough about Deb Domingo's case. And then the other two sections, it they, they're not good. I mean, she just didn't hit it at all. But I also believe that, I know you might think I'm making an excuse and maybe I am, but I also think that the way she was uh, asked to, review the case was really pretty artificial, except for the first section, which was about Deb Domingo's family. So in that first section, she talks about a few things. So I'm going to stick to just the first part of what she sent, but here it is. I'm going to read it to, um, exactly what she wrote. Point uh, number one, that's the section that we're in, number one. I connected to the Domingo Sanchez couple the most and paused their picture on my TV to better connect. And here's what I got about them. Note, I think these are more confirmation impressions as opposed to specific uh, clues. First, I feel that Sherry had a banking finance connection and had recently received a promotion before her murder. Two, or B, <laughs> B, I saw a gold charm bracelet for her with a larger heart-shaped charm but it actually didn't feel that expensive. It felt like it was much more sentimental value. It may have been one of those bracelets that kids used to get get from a coin machine outside a grocery store at Kmart. It, um, three, or C, I feel Sherry used to have migraines. E, I asked her about Deb, and Sherry admitted that she was a bit of a control freak. F, uh, I when I connected to Greg, I immediately got 
what a kind, caring person he was. I feel like he had a younger sister or younger woman that he watches over and was very close to. I feel much damaged to the right side of his face and especially the neck and almost like there's flesh missing because of the bludgeoning. I see a ring on his right hand that's larger, raised, and has a crest or symbol on it like a class ring. So when I read this, I thought, I need, I want to share it on the podcast, but I need to talk to Debbie first because I didn't read you all of E. I'm going to come back and read you all of E, but I wanted to uh, share this with you. I, I wanted to share it on the podcast. So I called Deb and left her message and she called me back and here's what happened. I read these things to her. When I mentioned the bracelet, Deb, I could hear her smile and say, mm-hmm, and I, she wanted me to keep going. So I kept going and then I prepared her for E and now I'll read for you the rest of it. I said, look, this might knock you over because I know I've had things like this happen to me. I said, this might knock you over, but I, I feel like it's so important that you hear this. And she had never heard this. In fact, Stacy had asked the detective to specifically share this with Debbie because it was so important, but he hadn't done it. Debbie has never heard this before. So I was able to share this with her. And of course, then we pretty much both ended up having our moments. Um, but here it is. I asked Sherry about Debbie and Sherry admitted that she had been a bit of a control freak and that she was really sorry. She was just working hard to get ahead for everyone. It, and then Stacy adds, if you communicate with Debbie, please run that past her to see if this means something to her. Well, we know from both Michelle McNamara's book and, and Debbie talking about it herself that she and her mom had had a hard time, had had a hard time. That, that's one of the things that was going on. Classic teenage years, right? They had really struggled in their relationship at this time. So for for me, what I get out of this is that Sherry is one hell of a woman and her spirit was not going to rest till Debbie heard this. And I can't even tell you how it is that I booked Stacy. I don't remember what I saw, but I just reached out to her. I mean, I saw something about paranormal investigations and psychic stuff, and that's always interested me. But I mean, it was such a wild thing that I reached out to her. And then it blew my mind how quickly she agreed. I hadn't even put any shows out yet. I was still in the very early stages of just building a guest list. She agreed right away. And so and then, so here you have me randomly finding her, her agreeing to come on the show, and then you have her having access. I mean, here I am with the Golden State Killer, right? That's in itself just really weird that I'm part of this case. Then she still has her notes. Then she was able to find her notes and send them to me so I could get this to Deb. To me, that is the power of Deb's mom. That is how hard Sherry needed her to know how sorry she was about her part and how they weren't getting along at that time. That freaking, I'm having chills again. It just, it tells me that, you know, you don't know, no matter how you believe in God and how you believe in the universe, the idea that that energy and these things need to be finished and people need to make sure they're heard and and get that word to Deb. It just, it blows my mind and I'm I'm just appreciating it. And I I'm so enamored of Sherry right now as a mom, how, how important this was for her to make sure her daughter knew this. So the other thing that will blow your mind, and I'm going to go ahead and post it in the podcast notes, I'll put a link in the um, sections of where this is posted. So however you listen to this broadcast, hopefully you'll see there'll be a link to the page. Debbie sent me a picture of the bracelet this morning. And my, I smiled so big. It is so the bracelet. She said, it's not, the, it's not a cheap bracelet, but it's not, you know, a, a 
a fancy bracelet, but what it is, is it's a sentimental bracelet. And I want you guys to see it. Deb was so excited to share the picture. So I'm going to post that in the podcast notes. Again, look in the notes of these, this podcast. You should be able to see where I've posted it with a link or, you know, some kind of URL you can chase. Anyway, that this was the coolest podcast. Unexpected, the whole thing. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a horse of a different color, isn't it? I also hope y'all are staying home, staying safe. If you're working, we're praying for you because you guys, those of you working are doing really important things for us. So thank you. And I will be back soon with another pod. Thanks, everybody.